Welcome to the How To Dressage podcast and in this episode we're going to be looking at suppleness within the dressage scales of training. Now most often when people talk about a horse's suppleness they're referring to the horse's ability to bend through his body for the purpose of circles, corners and turns. And although that is important, it's only one small part of suppleness. Now suppleness, also described as looseness, is the full flexibility of the horse's body and mind. So in this podcast episode, we're going to take a look at suppleness within the dressage scales of training, We're going to look at why suppleness is important for dressage, how to tell if your horse lacks suppleness, and we're going to cover the four areas of suppleness. So to start us off, let's quickly recap the dressage scales of training. So the scales are designed to provide a systematic and illogical framework for training the dressage horse, and they're usually depicted as a pyramid. And you have rhythm as the base at scale one, you have suppleness at scale two, contact at scale three, impulsion at scale four, straightness at scale five, and collection at scale six. And the scales are meant to be approached in that order, starting with the rhythm and finishing with collection. Now, although there is the odd occasion when one of them can be skipped over in order to work on improving another one, there are really no shortcuts. And for your horse to achieve its maximum potential, it's crucial that you work methodically through the scales, making steady progress. Now, also, those first three scales of rhythm, suppleness and contact are also sometimes called the familiarization phase the training phase, and or the phase of understanding and confidence. Basically, it's within these three scales when your horse is becoming familiar with carrying your weight on his back, he's developing an understanding of the aids and how to work between them, and he's learning to trust you. So now let's take a look at suppleness within that pyramid. So once you've achieved a fair degree of rhythm in all the horse's paces, and remember rhythm is the first training scale and it was the topic of our previous podcast episode, once you've achieved a fair degree of that, you can then start to work on suppleness. Now suppleness is the second of the training scales and because of this, it will always be one of the earliest focuses when training a young or a novice horse. But like everything else in the training scales, no single scale can be worked on in isolation from the others. And what you will find is that as you begin to work on suppleness, your horse's rhythm will continue to improve and also a reasonable contact, which is the third scale, will become more possible. So that covers suppleness within the training scales. But why is it that suppleness is so important in dressage? Well, in order for the horse to carry the foreign weight of a rider in a healthy and a functional manner, 
It's imperative that the horse works with a lifted and a rounded back and engaged hindquarters. Because only when the horse is both mentally and physically supple will the back swing and the correct ligaments and muscles will be able to support the horse's frame without compromise. Now, a horse that is tense, that is tight and stiff, will display one or more of the following negatives. So he may display tightness through the back. He may have a clamped or tightly swishing tail. There may be glitches in the rhythm. There may be a lack of activity in the horse's hind legs. He may have a tense or a dry mouth. He will display a lack of ability to collect and lengthen the frame. He may display crookedness, uneven bending of the hind leg joints on the two sides and a lack of ability to conform to the arc of a curve on one or both sides. Now in contrast to that, If the horse is supple, then it will be displayed by the following positive indicators. So a supple horse will display a relaxed and happy expression. He will have elasticity in the steps. He will have a quiet mouth that gently chews the bit to form an elastic contact. He will have a swinging back and a gently raised and swinging tail. He will display soft and rhythmical breathing, which shows that the horse is physically and mentally relaxed. When the reins are given, the horse will stretch smoothly forward and down to the bit without losing rhythm or balance. He will also have the ability to bend comfortably to both sides equally. He will have the ability to lengthen and collect the strides and the frame with ease, and he will have the ability to maintain straightness and positioning. So as you can see, there's a lot more to suppleness than just your horse's bendability. In fact, suppleness in the dressage horse can be broken down into the following four areas. So number one is lateral suppleness. Number two is longitudinal suppleness. Number three is suppleness of the joints. And number four is mental suppleness. So let's take a look at each one of those individually. So the first one is lateral suppleness. Now, lateral suppleness refers to the horse's side-to-side dexterity. In other words, the horse's ability to bend and keep his balance around circles, through corners, and when making turns. Now, interestingly, a laterally supple horse also makes for a straight horse. And this is because a horse is said to be straight when his body is aligned to the path that he is following. Now, when moving on a curved line, such as a circle, the horse's hind feet should still follow the tracks left by his front feet. And although the horse should bend uniformly to follow the arc of the circle, which is this lateral suppleness, this side-to-side suppleness, the horse's body should still be in alignment, and therefore straight. So if a horse is laterally supple, it's easier for him to keep his longitudinal axis in line with the curved or the straight track that he is following, therefore making it easier for the horse to stay straight. 
And then the second type of suppleness is longitudinal suppleness. Now, the term longitudinal suppleness refers to the horse's suppleness over his top line. So this includes his back, his neck, his poll and his jaw. Now, only when the horse is longitudinally supple will he be able to swing through his back, powered by his hindquarters, and connect to an elastic contact. And this is what enables the horse to work through to the contact, to lift and raise his back, to step his hind legs further underneath his body, to lengthen and stretch, as well as collect and compress the frame. So lateral suppleness is side to side, and longitudinal suppleness is over the back. But now let's move on to the third type of suppleness, which is suppleness of the joints. Now this refers to the horse's ability to bend the joints without stiffness, and it also refers to the range of motion of the joints that the horse can achieve. So the joints that we're talking about are the horse's hocks, his hips, knees, shoulders, jaw and pull. Now, when the horse stiffens in any of those joints, then his whole body will become stiff. Now, in contrast, when we describe these joints as being supple, the horse is able to show more expression in his paces with a greater cadence. And the horse is able to concertina his hind legs, making it easier for the horse to engage and weight carry, along with helping to create an active hind leg. Now, a horse with supple joints can display a greater range of movement and gymnastic ability. And then finally, the fourth area of suppleness is mental suppleness. Now, mental suppleness is all about harmony, confidence and compliance of the horse to the rider's aids. So the horse should be flexible and accommodating in his approach to new exercises or new situations. Now, if the horse is nervous, is tense and afraid, then he will tighten and hollow through his back and he may also stiffen against the rider's aids for bend. So you can see that mental suppleness relates directly to longitudinal and lateral suppleness. Essentially, if your horse is not mentally supple and free from tension, then it's highly unlikely that he will be physically supple and free from tension. Now, when we look at all these four areas of suppleness, they're all interlinked. And like the dressage training pyramid, you'll find that as you work on one area of suppleness, the other areas of suppleness will improve too. Now, if you want to know more about these individual areas and how to improve upon them and exercises to help you do so, then we have written articles and we have done podcast episodes on each one of them individually. So just go to howtodressage.com or search our podcast archives for lateral suppleness, longitudinal suppleness, mental suppleness and suppleness of the joints. But to finish off this podcast episode, we're now going to give you the suppleness definitions from British Dressage and the FEI. So the British Dressage rulebook defines suppleness as the following. 
So they say that the aim is that the horse's muscles have tone and are free from resistance. His joints are loose and he does not tighten against the rider's aids. The muscles that are really important are those over the top line from the hind legs over the quarters, loins in front of the wither and up to the pole. The test of whether a horse is supple and working through the back and neck is that when the rein and contact is eased, as in the free walk, the horse wants to stretch forward and down and not try to hollow and lift his head. So as you can see from that definition, that focuses largely on longitudinal suppleness, so that suppleness over the back and top line, and also mental suppleness. Whereas riders often think solely in the terms of lateral suppleness, which as we've talked about is the ability to bend equally on both sides and to conform to the arc of circles and turns. Now when we look at what the FEI has to say, and the FEI is the International Governing Body for Equestrian Sport, their definition is shorter, but it's perhaps a little bit more inclusive. So they define suppleness as pliability. So the ability to smoothly adjust the carriage longitudinally and the position laterally without impairment of the flow of movement and balance. So, to wrap this episode up, to be truly supple, your horse must be relaxed both physically and mentally. And the image that you are seeking is that the horse is moving through his whole body. He's not just moving with his legs. So he wants to be what we call a body mover as opposed to a leg mover. Now, suppleness must be a central theme throughout schooling and should be constantly checked and reinforced at all stages. Because only if your horse is physically and mentally free from tension or constraint, can he work with true suppleness and use himself fully. Now importantly, the mental aspect of suppleness should never be ignored. Now if you have any questions when it comes to this podcast episode, or if you have any other hints and tips that you would like to share with us, then please do so in the comments box at the bottom of the relevant blog post on our website. And to make sure that you don't miss out on any of our other free stuff, our books, our training diaries and competitions, then please don't forget to like and follow us on our other social media platforms. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter and Pinterest. We truly appreciate you for taking the time to listen to our podcast and we hope that you got a lot from it. For more, don't forget to check out our articles and other free stuff which is available on our website howtodressage.com and pop by Amazon for our range of dressage books, planners and diaries to help you stay on track with your competitions and training. Bye for now.